0: So let's get down, down, down business. Firework. Firework. Now let's work.
1: Introducing your host. Dean Spetkoski. We it- Welcome back to another episode of the Launch Day Podcast. I'm your host, Dean Spetkoski, aka Who Dean. What a fantastic week it's been! I've been listening back to a lot of the podcast episodes and just playing it back and, and hearing my own voice and seeing some of the advice that I've been given. I mean, I mean to be honest, I, I've been in a position where, you know. I wasn't really paying attention to what happened afterwards, it was only in the moment, because I was so caught up just creating all these clips and things like that, that I never really took a a bit of time to really understand exactly what was going on and what was said. Uh, Honestly, it's been a truly remarkable week so far. With all of that being said, we have a very interesting character in studio today. He goes by the name of Ace. Uh, ace listen i'm gonna completely pretend like i have nothing i uh, sorry i know nothing about you i'm gonna pretend like i haven't seen your big muscles on instagram
0: uh
1: you know for all of those that are listening he's quite built for all the ladies that are listening are you single yeah oh wow see all the ladies listen he's single uh so you know and he's really big and muscly so uh, just to point that one out ace take it away tell us about yourself tell us who you are what you do give us the rundown
0: Thanks, Dean. First of all, congratulations on the podcast. It's been really good and refreshing to listen to. Thanks, man. Um, so yeah, Ace Puller, um, owner of Extreme Ev- Evolution, which is a personal training and a coaching um, business all around peak performance. So despite the muscles and the image and all that sort of thing, um, it's far more focused on developing people to be living their most inspired life. So certainly um, aligning health, fitness, fitness, the mental health aspects and what you're passionate about and actually living a life that is conducive to support all of that. And obviously, business is a massive part of that. Um, you know, Many people get caught up in any one of those facets. You're working a day job they don't like or they're unhealthy, unable to give to a business they're really passionate about. So it's about aligning all that from the inside out. And I'm a very strong believer and you know, through my own living and experience that what you are on the inside is reflected outside first the world we live in where we're very much externally driven so what we see is what counts so it's very much the opposite Mm. so yeah I've had the business for 10 years Um, before that I had 10 years in retail management to quite a high level um, which is where I first had the inspirational into work-life balance yeah I was quite successful in it and would work 80 hour weeks in that real rat, rat race mentality had the big salary the car and all that sort of thing and I was leaving off on terms when I was actually teaching and coaching young managers on how to have a work-life balance when I had none of it. So, wow. Yeah, it fired up a different part of, in my heart to go move into health and fitness and that's been quite a high-low journey, many dark chapters in it and on this side of it, much more I'm rewarding on that too.
1: Kind of reminds me of the episode with Daniel Gouchy how he was training people and yeah. he wasn't in shape himself.
0: Yeah, absolutely
1: and, uh, and like you're saying you know you're teaching people about work like that employees about work-life balance, but yeah. you didn't have that either. yeah totally. so I find it intriguing and it is, it does seem to be a common theme where you know people are talking the talk and not necessarily walking the walk yeah. and this morning I went to a b and I meeting. And every single person in that room wanted to know who I was. And they didn't want to know who I was because, you know, I had some kind of magic wand hanging off my back and they wanted a piece of it. What it was, was that it was my charisma. It was my my aptitude, uh, my my perspicacity as well. You know, there's a lot of things bouncing around the room where I, I provided sort of real-time solutions. So it's just having a readiness of value at, at all Absolutely. times. Absolutely. And I just created such a literally I had a line of people. Everyone wanted to talk to me. No yeah. one wanted to leave before at least they got my business card or had a, had a chat to me first. And it was so intriguing. It was really, really intriguing. I found it so intriguing because I was there and someone pointed it out to me. It was subconscious but it became conscious. So I run my marketing agency, right? Uh, that, that's one of the businesses that I run with my business partner. And – that was the core focus of my attendance there. It wasn't so much startup coaching or anything like that because they were all established businesses. But it was more to do more business development for the marketing agency. They started asking, asking me all these questions about certain strategies, how to get more leads, how to get more customers, how to get this, how to get that. And I was able to demonstrate precisely what it was that they needed to do to achieve those business growth outcomes that they were looking for. Yeah. And someone said it to me in those words. And they said, wow, you really walk the talk. Yep. And I sat there and went, yeah, I, I do. And it was a really great moment this morning because of that experience. Because it, and and it's, it's relating exactly like what you're saying now, like the episode with Daniel a couple of weeks ago. You know, It's walk talking the talk but not walking the Absolutely. talk. Absolutely. And it, it was really reassuring, especially after reminiscing on the past episodes this last week as well, that you know that there was uh, a sense of me actually walking the talk. It it actually is it feels so empowering and so fulfilling. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
0: how do you deliver a service and advice and do it with conviction without having the experience or actually applying it yourself? Yeah. yeah. You're giving advice on business development. You're going to need to have your business developing and growing and multiple times. That's the evidence. And there are many people you know that I know that where. You're, you're a service provider or a coach or a trainer and that sort of stuff in whatever field it is and you don't live any of it, you know? Relationship coaches that don't have successful relationships, health and fitness trainers that mm. aren't healthy, you know? I've been there. The first half of my health and fitness journey, it was on the outside looked great, on the inside rotten to the core. Um, yeah, financial coaches broke. So it's I definitely it- reflective of, you know, the direction you're going.
1: It's, it's interesting because you know you mentioned about you know for example a relationship coach but they don't have a successful relationship i find it interesting because you know right now in my capacity i mean based on based on those words what you shared i shouldn't be giving anyone relationship advice but a lot of people ask me for relationship advice and i don't have a successful relationship Yet, or yeah. as of this point in time, yeah. right? given you know, the, the circumstances that I've had. If this is your first time listening, I encourage you to go back to the last couple of episodes and have a listen so you can learn more about the journey. Um, but I have a lot of people that ask for my advice, and then the advice that I give them in yeah. relationships is actually really good advice, and they've taken Absolutely. that away, and they've improved. So I find it interesting, where's the, where's the line? Where does the line get drawn? Yeah.
0: I think it, I think it's in, it is interesting because in let's say less successful situations say you may not be in a current relationship, but you've had them I've had them there's a lot of learning so in failure there's and I use the word strongly failure because we don't have the current situation there's plenty of learnings there and if you've gone back and reflected on that and you know where the mistakes are, you can give advice based on those errors. what changes is how jaded it is in one direction. So obviously a person who's in a thriving relationship, they can speak to with passion and conviction as to how that happens. So their energy when they're talking to you, it's going to be one where what they're saying, they have their partner or their spouse at home in a loving environment. So the, the conviction behind that's a lot stronger. It doesn't take away the weight of somebody that may not have that. But certainly, if I use the fitness as an example too, you can have the same knowledge base in two people, exact same thing. But if someone's applied it, and and achieved a higher amount of success,
1: mm-hmm. then
0: there's a difference in the delivery and the conviction of
1: that. Yes. Okay. No, that that makes sense. You know, it's 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 like it's like my idea of when I first heard the word coach and and heard about life coaches. This is you know seven eight. Years yeah, ago. When, it, when it was the buzzword. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and I was meeting like these 18, 19-year-old yeah. life coaches. Chances are, so based on that, it's great because now it's a little epiphany of mine. Chances are they probably had some good advice. Yes. But chances are also that they've borrowed it. Yeah. And so whilst the advice that you, you could have paid for the, their advice and it probably would have been good advice, you would respect someone more and that was my thing. I sat there going, you're a fucking 18-year-old. Yeah. What are you going to teach me about life?
0: Yeah, haven't lived it yet.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then now I'm sort of realizing, well, no, they're not quite the expert yet because they haven't applied it themselves.
0: Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And
1: so there are people out there that can give you good advice. Yeah but you would respect someone more when they've walked Just the credibility. The walk. yeah. yeah, yeah. And then you know what? That construct makes so much sense now. Yeah, absolutely. It, it really sits well you, now. If
0: you build off that, like, you know, they, they say your field, business development, if you've developed 100 businesses, you know when you're talking, there's a conviction, that there's evidence of that application. So you've got a method that works. Mm. When I train and coach people, whether it's through nutrition, diet, mindset, those kind of things, There's a body of clients that there's evidence that works, which is very different to someone that might take the exact same information They can only say to their best of their understanding. So if you've developed 100 businesses, your understanding of that process is very high. You can also, it might be in entertainment, it could be in social media, it could be in any field. And you can apply the same model to many, many situations as opposed to someone that maybe they've only developed two. Same process, but you can't deliver it with the same, yeah, it's like communication. People have different communication styles. So it's the ability to apply and understand the same information and possibly also when it comes in the face of problems and challenges, you've developed a hundred businesses. You have a hundred different situations that had different problems, different milestones, different things that are going to come up. Where you can then say, well, when this happens, this is what you're going to do because this is what worked. You know what happens all the time and people, even, even troubleshooting
1: and people will say, oh, you know, I'm on Photoshop. How do I do this? And look, I don't spend every single living moment of my day on Photoshop, but I've done it so many times and I've solved so many problems so many times that I can literally recall the steps yeah. from memory. And yeah. it does look, I do have a photographic memory, so it does help. Tandy. But over, Yeah, but like over the phone, I'm literally telling them step by step what yeah. to press. And when they go, oh, I don't see that, then I go, oh, okay, we'll press this button and then it should show. Yeah. So you know what I mean? It's, it's a whole, you know, aspect of things. And the same thing, someone comes to me, oh, yeah, um, we're trying to figure out a logistics solution for our, our, our e-commerce business, um, you know, so we, we're in supplies, uh, we supply wholesale goods, you know, orders are placed online, yada, yada. But we're having a streamline issue between connecting the online retail with order fulfillment. You know, doing all the packaging is taking a lot of time. We have to print it out, tape it on. And then I can literally just spit out off the top of my head within a few seconds, well, you need a thermal printer. I'd recommend you get a Bixelon, you know, DLP uh, 420. Um, You know, you should also get uh, uh, this plugin, go to shipit.com. You know, install that onto the website. If you need a hand, go see a web developer. That sends all of your, your orders straight to there. They print the packing slips and the, and the delivery slips all in the one go from one click. Yeah. And then you just have a roll of shipping labels that go on boxes. Yeah. And then there you go. You got your the framework. 25-minute problem just became a five-minute solution. Yeah. Um, Absolutely, you know, and so you're right. You know, when you when you've gone through many walks of life and experiences, especially with business, whether it be health, whatever it may be, or if it was life coaching, when you walk the walk, you're able to, you know, really demonstrate your capabilities, and I think it, it attracts a higher level of respect. Absolutely, yeah. I think that's why when I was in that room this morning for that meeting, people could see from the get go. That I wasn't all talk. Yep. There are people that can get up there and talk, but I was that living, walking evidence of yeah. that as well. Yeah, you
0: can speak from the evidence. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: So I think that's why that there's that level of energy too. Yeah. And there's the, that level of confidence that yeah. I have when I do say what I say. Yeah. Where it's like, you know, you can't call me out because I've done
0: it. You've done it, that's right. You know what I mean? And I building from that, it it, it gives you it draws a higher caliber. So, you know, say if you take it as, let's go really basic with personal training. If a new trainer walks onto the scene. They, they're limited in who they can train. They can't train me. What they tell me or what they instruct me, I'm going to have a higher understanding than what they do. Mm-hmm. So there's not much you're going to be able to actually teach me, except I'll be observing perhaps how you do that. Mm. Maybe I'll see a behavioral thing that you're good at. That's fine. So as you, as you continue developing yourself, and this is where you know, how good you are in any business is very important because if you do your self-development and you improve yourself, whether that's through study, whether that's through experience, whether that's through having your own coaches and mentors, as you walk your walk, you develop your own portfolio and resume, not a paper resume to go apply for a job. Your resume, when you talk to someone and say, I've done this, I can tell you this works. I can now start to work with people that are more advanced on that. So for in my situation, I can train trainers quite easily into a level of capacity where, let's say Daniel is an example from a few weeks ago. Yeah, you know, he's developed his business, he's done that. I've coached him for some time. So I'm able to do that. And that, that scales all the way from a beginner level to people that are quite advanced, whatever it is in their physical journey, mental journey and, and business, whatever, you, whichever way you wanna go with that. And then you start integrating higher concepts so how does a trainer know they want to be a trainer we have to be passionate about people how do you get along with people you better be good at communication you better be good at understanding them you better be good at seeing problems you, do you know about a home life so when you communicate to a mother of three children who works a job and her only place is in the gym for herself do you know how to talk to her do you know why she's there for or you're just going to be trying to hammer a session away Yeah,
1: that's, that's an interesting, I was in the, um, so again, I want to refer back to that meeting this morning and they were onboarding new members, you know, obviously I was a newcomer, so they pulled me off to a separate room and I'm like, yeah, okay. And so I made it very clear at the very beginning, as we were sitting down, I said, this is not my first radio and I know how this goes. So focus your attention on other visitors today, not me. Yeah, yeah. Because I have, you know what, I've... It's one of my one of my great mentors as well. He does listen. I know he does. Uh, is despite how busy he is. I know he listens in between jobs. You know, on, in the car. Uh, but Glenn Kirkwood. Yeah. And he was like one of the original founders of B&I in Australia. And you know, he even said to me, he's like Dean. He goes, like he used to see me at every visit a day because he used to like own all the chapters. And he goes, Dean, you know, I'm curious. You know, I, I always see you there. Why don't you ever sign up? You could be making so much money. And I said, Glenn, I walk into these meetings and I walk away with plenty of business already. And they do exactly for me what they do in, that, in, in yeah. that room anyway. Yeah. Because I do amazing work. They love what I do. And they're happy to refer me to other people. And I don't have to pay $2,000 a year for a membership to be able yeah, to yeah. do it.
0: Yeah.
1: I said, mate, it's a visitor day and everyone hands out their business card. Yeah. And all I do is on the same day that I get their business card, I give them a call. Yeah. I don't. I don't send them a text. I give them a call. Yeah. Hey, it was lovely to catch up with you today. I think what you're doing is amazing. Yeah. I'd love to catch up. You know, see if there's anything that I can help you with. You can pick my brain. Yeah, I'm not make even that a, connection. Yeah. yeah. I, I, you know, I'm not even expecting any any commitment from you in any kind. If you just wanted to pick my brain because you're kind of doing things yourself, I'm happy to share. Yeah. And I'm happy sharing knowledge because at the end of the day, that person. Is going to try and do it themselves, fuck it up, and then go. You know what? It's just going to be easier if I pay him to do it. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're going to come to that anyway. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like you know what? Some people
0: they do it in a year. Some people takes ten.
1: Hand (laughs) hand someone a rifle and say, "See that target over there? Go, go hit that target." Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what i mean it's like, and that's the I same do? thing yeah. you know they go and they sit there and they go oh fuck i missed yeah. and they shoot it again oh fuck i missed oh, I and they go the,
0: back to forgot you to put bullet in or something
1: right? yeah? you know what i mean yeah. and then they go back to you and go fuck how do i fire this yeah. thing and uh, and that's where that is where it comes into that position of authority well hey i know you don't i'm happy to share the knowledge but it takes a, a certain level of skill yeah. to implement now i'm walking into this i've made that very clear to these people and this lady You know, she's uh, in accounting services and she's unsure. It's her first time in business. Perfect client for me. Uh, But, you know, she's unsure and she's going on and they're they're having this whole conversation and she feels so intimidated because there's three of the existing members and there's four visitors and the focus is on her, right? The focus is on her. And, you know, she's holding this application. I'm not sure. And she's like, you could tell by her words where she was at and the thing was in, in, from my view I see that and I did I interjected and as I interjected because I just kept rambling on and I sat there thinking to myself you're going to sell yourself out of a deal here
0: yeah.
1: you know what I mean you're going to sell yourself out of a deal here you guys just keep talking yeah. you haven't taken the steps to identify the pain points the pain points for her are is that she's got a new business in accounting and finance services. There is one other person in the room that does accounting. So she can fit in on the bookkeeping or some other areas, you know, she can still join. That's fine. But you're not really understanding. You're not, you're, you're telling, you're not asking.
0: Yeah.
1: Ask the questions. And so then I interjected because I was able to already determine her current position. And I knew exactly what she needed to hear to sign up in that moment and I I literally turned around to her and said, well, hey, you need to understand this. This is a brand new chapter, this one. It means that it's new. It means that it's ready to be ripened and it needs members. The thing is, is that you're not cancelled out automatically just because there's another another accountant in the room. You could still offer other financial services Mm. with what you do. And that's perfectly fine. I understand you don't know how BNI works. It's a great way to grow your business. It really is, truly is. And the beautiful thing is, is that all the other uh, b chapters, they're going to have a long waiting list of people in financial services that want yeah, to join. Absolutely. This one is going to be the best chance you have of being accepted yeah. in that position because it's brand new and there's no one else lining up. Yeah. The better part of that is that there's going to be less judgment as well. Yeah. And what I mean by judgment is you're new in business. There's going to be plenty of judgment. Yeah. So if you go to another chapter, they're obviously going to choose someone with more experience than you because they want to make sure that their members benefit. Yeah. And it's nothing to do with your capabilities. It just has to do with your time in business. And this is why banks don't loan out unless you've been out and been in business for like 12 months yeah. at the minimum. Absolutely. And you can show some financials, Yeah. right? It's the same thing. And explaining that to her and just her eyes, you can yeah. see, just lit up. Yep. She's like, yeah, you know, I, I know exactly what you mean. Um, that sounds great. But then they all jumped in and started adding on to that. And I'm like, I'm, I'm looking at the guy. I'm like, shut the fuck up. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I, I literally said to him, as I'm drinking water, I'm like, you know, cut it. Like, it's enough. She's <laughs> yeah, ready to buy. Like, yeah. you know, it, it costs you this much. When do you, and that's the next question you should ask. Yeah. When do you think you'd be ready yeah, to, yeah. To, to, sign, to sign up and go to an interview? Yeah. Oh, uh, I think I'll be ready. Oh, I have to think about it. What exactly do you need to think about? <laughs> you know, was if you need to think about it, usually that means that there's questions unanswered. Yeah. Can you tell me what some of those questions might be? Yeah. You know, these are, you know, overcoming objections. And that was the whole experience this morning. And, and I find it interesting. It was so similar to what you were saying, you know, and, and being able to come into that scenario and, you know. Yeah, really shine as well. Yeah, so.
0: it's like it's been able to identify. So, when you say about the experience and being able to say that, it's like, if I take like, body's the easiest thing to do. Like, a lot of people don't understand. I can look at you and make a fair whack of predeterminations, not just physically, not just your diet, not just your mentality, just from looking without judgment, of course, but the observations, just like you would listen to somebody talk. And you'll be able to gauge where they're sitting in their business. It's a very similar thing, and I think that's where, when people are out there looking at coaches, looking at developers, and that sort of stuff, the credibility isn't just about credentials. You know, certainly the backing, the experience. Yeah. You know, it, it. Look, we're only more recently in an era where that weighs more heavily than someone's experience. It's only just starting to shine through with the onslaught of social media, where. People that know what they're talking about are starting to share very purely to mass audiences and then we get on with it and say, oh, they know what they're talking about. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I get exactly what you're saying, man. Listen, there's two points that I want to cover with you. I want to ask the first one first and then I'm going to go to the second one. The first one, I'll say the second one and then come back to the first one. Yeah. The second one is we're talking about walking the walk yeah. and I want to hear about your walk.
0: Yeah, yeah. I want to hear sure. about
1: that. We'll get to that in a second. Yeah. What I want to ask first is one of the biggest things that I have challenges with, and I want your your take on. Yeah. I personally have this challenge. Yeah. Other people that are going to be listening, they're going to have this challenge too. I guarantee they'll have this challenge. Discipline. Now, we all know that discipline is required to be able to show up.
0: Yeah.
1: When I say show up, I'm not just talking about at the gym, right? Yeah. I'm talking about getting out of bed. Yep. I'm talking about looking at your long list of fucking work and going I just need to get it done. Yeah. Looking at sitting on the couch and then you know scrolling through fucking Instagram stories and then saying I need to stop this shit. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Right? And we all know <laughs> it. Yeah. But we all lack discipline. Absolutely. I'm one of the biggest culprits and the thing is is that because of the way I'm built, I know that I can pull magical fucking miracles off last minute but i know that if i had better discipline i'd have capacity for more
0: and you wouldn't need the miracle
1: and i wouldn't need the miracle i'm a fucking miracle worker but i wouldn't need to perform miracles because it'd become routine
0: absolutely yeah
1: now we all say discipline is the key yeah now the question is how do you achieve discipline
0: discipline so if I really downplay it, so I like I like simplifying.
1: Let's do downplay and then let's dig yeah. in. I want to dig in yeah, as well.
0: It was, it's good to start with the simple version because for people they get it and they like simple, simple's good. So the easy way to sort discipline out is to establish a habit. The habit takes 21 days to really start wiring in your brain. And then the discipline becomes less of a pressure and a thought, it becomes much more automatic of your system. That's the simple version. Easier said than done. Getting through the 21 days is the whole.
1: So how do you develop a habit?
0: This this is the thing. So habit. So if we want to talk about, all right, let's take training. Let's write up my early. So I hate discipline. Personally, I hate it. I don't like it. I can sit here and say, I'm not disciplined. But you know it's
1: required. It's
0: required. A lot of people that know me would be like, what? He's not disciplined because there are some things I do without fail. Now, the backstory to that is, and why that is there, is because this is over many, 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 many years of being undisciplined in many things and paying the price of that. So, for example, if I take health and fitness, so if it's a physique thing, I want to be healthy, or I want to be strong, or if I want to save some money, right? So, that's not just health about physical, that's financial health, or mental health, studying, you, need, you might need to read. So... The bigger price, let's say, for not saving your money is you're never going to be able to afford to do anything. Mm. So how much does that cost you in 10 years? A lot. You can't buy your house, can't buy a car, can't pay your bills. So you end up in that place of regret. Like, I wish I did this, I wish I did that. (laughs) And I'm guilty of that. Like, there's plenty of things that discipline hasn't been there. If it's to do with training, a diet. So a diet is a good one to use because everyone struggles with diet. Everyone, yeah. No one wants to do it. It's a set of instructions. We, as humans, we don't like instructions. We're not wired for, we have free will. We're not wired for instructions. We have to preset the the preset the things we need to have in place to make sure the discipline's there. So with a diet, how do you establish a discipline? It's like, you have your instructions, is it accurate? That's the first thing. Do I really want to do it? That's the key thing. Like why, why do, what do I want discipline for? What am I trying to achieve? So and that goes to a deeper question is then what are you about? So if you're not happy with your health, right, that's your driver for discipline. So it's like, well, I'm not happy with it. Am I, am I, bull, am I bullshitting or do I sincerely want to make the change? So you, you have to almost do like a checkbox of this to say, well, I'm not happy with it. Am I willing to do something about it? Yes. Okay, what do I need to do? Discipline's one, so I'm not disciplined. So, you have to accept that. You need to be accountable. That's another attribute. And some people have to go as far as reading a book on discipline, a book on accountability to actually understand, I don't have it. Because I know many people that say I'm disciplined, that say I'm accountable, and they're not. So when you can accept these things and you've done the work to do that, then you say, what do I need? So I need accurate information. So you've got to be able to discern who am I getting it. Am I going to talk to a successful business coach? Or am I going to talk to a successful nutritionist or trainer? Or am I just going to look on Google and and hope for the best, Mm. right? So I would say a disciplined person, a determined person is going to go to the best source of information. If you're not, you're still being lazy, which is still a a thing of not being disciplined because you're going to want the the quickest, easiest answer. Then you're going to learn what's the correct steps and you follow the steps. Mm -hmm. It's that simple. Like it is that simple. So why it's hard is because one, we don't have a confidence in our information. So... I start doing something. So I start a diet. I do it for two days. I'm hungry. Oh, but my body hasn't changed yet. It's two days. I've been like crap for 30 years. Why would it change in two days? Why do I not have the information to say, well, this might take me six months to a year. Mm. So I haven't done my my due process in that. It's just like money. If you told me I'm going to make you a million dollars and I'm expecting that after two days of you giving me some guidelines on that, you got to start saving money in that. And I'm expecting it in two days. I haven't done my due process to understand what's actually required. And that's why you need that clear, you know, you need a clear vision in yourself as to what you're trying to do. And I think that's the fundamental, in my experience with so many people, you'll be into the thousands now. It's the core problem. People do not know what they actually want. So why would you ever be disciplined? If I don't know what I want, why do I need to be disciplined for anything? I have to know. I want to be healthy. Why do I want to be healthy? Well, I want to be good at my job. I want to be good at sport. I want to perform better. I want to get more done in a the day. They're let's, good answers. Let's
1: let's let's look at this though. You know, I don't mean to interject. You're on a it. roll. Oh, good. You know, you're on a fucking roll. I love it. And, and I'm really I'm really absorbing what you're saying because uh, again, it applies to me
0: and me. Yeah. To this day.
1: Absolutely It applies yeah. to everyone. And I'm really looking at what you're saying, and I'm sort of saying to myself. Well, I know I need to go to the gym. I know I need to start going to bed earlier. I know I need to get off social media unless I'm posting something and that should technically be the only time, yeah. or if I'm pursuing opportunities in that, you know, via that method. I know these things, and I know that I should be doing something else. So it's kind of like I already have my why. I already know why I'm doing it. I already know that by having discipline, I will have these great things. For some strange reason, sometimes I just can't bring myself to have the discipline. I'll give you an example today. I'm setting up this living room for this podcast. Yeah. And for the fucking life for me, because having issues with Mac and picking up these two microphones as the same microphone, just yeah. giving me the shits. I'm like, fuck this shit. I'm just going to go <laughs> get a different computer, you know, and do it that way. That's what I was good. That, that was in my head. That's what I'm going to do. So I do that and I can't find the fucking charger. Yeah. I, I kid you not, I tore this fucking house apart. <laughs> Every box that was still left that hasn't been unpacked, everything yeah. I went through. For the fucking life of me, I could not find it. Throughout that time, three of those occasions, I went, fuck this. I sat on the couch and I opened up my phone just to, you know, check messages or see what was, you know, the latest YouTube short that yeah, yeah, that I got a notification yeah. for. I did that three <laughs> times in the space of two hours. Yeah. And so for me it's like I know that the successful habit is to have discipline. And I know what fruits it will bear yeah. if I if I, if I I invest it and I will reap what I sow. Yeah. But for some strange reason, I still can't bring myself, you know, I should, I had the discipline to stop yeah. and say, okay, that's enough. I have to find this charger. But how do you have the discipline to prevent the activity in the first place?
0: The missing link in that is you already have a habit. So your habit is to check your phone while you're in the middle of doing things. Yeah. So that habit is the thing that needs to change. So how do you do that? So you would, I don't know, get a lockbox. Yeah, <laughs> Put your true. Put phone in a lockbox while you're at work. So, Ace,
1: to be honest, man, I look, I'm, I am a little bit on a on a high around all the attention I'm getting from the podcast. Yeah, you know yeah. What I mean, so it's it is and a bit that, of and an that's addiction. A it's different a thing. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: And, and this is the thing; it comes to it comes to other reasoning. There's always a layer to why we do things. So you've got that that habits there. So it could be simply putting a thing in place where it's like, I'm going to check it at 8 a.m., lunchtime, whatever, I can't tell you what times they're going to be. But (laughs) you will have them set at set times so that, because you're going to understand that the productivity you're going to get out of all these things that you have your why, you have your purpose, you know Mm -hmm. you want maximum output, you know they're paying the bills, you know they're going to grow you, you know that at the end of the day you're going to be feeling much more successful within yourself because you're applying a higher level of discipline you have to interject on the current habits that aren't serving that purpose and that that's the thing we have to override. we have our wiring we have to override that yeah and obviously social media is a very very it's a very interesting one because it's tied to the digital effect so that you know it's the it, dopamine. It neurologic not only that though, the light itself neurologically affects Yeah. We're the, talking
1: about the studies like what they did with yeah, the pokey yeah. machines and stuff yeah, like yeah. that, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. The stim, the stimulus of what you just said, the dopamine effects, so the attention, the validation, all these things that you can't get as quickly elsewhere. So if if you if not you personally, anyone and yeah, anybody can put themselves in this basket, it's like well, you gotta understand. That wider impact. So one thing I like to do, so when I do work-life balancing plans with people, is I get them to pull up their phone and the app usage. Especially if someone's ever said to me, Oh, I don't have time, I, I actually interject and I say, pull up your phone. It just randomly. Oh why? I said, check, just pull up your app usage for me, right? If you don't mind. And then, you know, you see the hours cranking up. Let's two, do it. Two on Snapchat. Let's Five do it. on Instagram.
1: Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> All right, where am I See going? What, we got. what is it? What do what, what so we call again? App usage. App usage. Yeah. I think they call it screen time.
0: Yeah, screen time.
1: On on Apple. Let's go. Screen time. Yeah, I'm a Samsung. I'm going to I'm I'm afraid of this. I don't know if I want da- to show. daily daily average 6 hours 31 minutes. Well, there you go. I will say though it's 28% less.
0: 28% less. Yep. From last week. Which is great.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I like so I'm very mindful you're
0: busier or you're improving the habit. Yeah, 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 yeah. And if it's because you're busier, that means you're putting more time into things that are all right. We cool. ready? Yeah. What
1: I like about what I'm seeing right now is I'm realizing that of the app usage, there's a good chunk of it that's business. Good. Most used Facebook. Yeah. One hour, 17 minutes. Yeah. It's a fucking long time to be on Facebook. Absolutely. That's that that's a day daily average? Daily average.
0: Daily average. Yeah. Fuck. So across costs a week, seven hours. <laughs>
1: right? Yeah. Daily average. I'm 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 really that's crazy. So Messages.
0: If you, if you make a hundred dollars an hour, which is, you know, for some it's not that's not a crazy amount, you know. Um for business for people in business, that's seven hundred bucks, just like that.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we then we got this is what I like. I think this is the surprise that I got today, like just now, sorry where I'm kind of happy about that outcome. Yeah. Messages, 23 minutes. Excellent. The thing is with messages though, is I'm not socializing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like I very rarely.
0: Yeah, be appointments. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. So I'm kind of liking seeing that number as second place. Yeah. I really do. Next one in line is Messenger at 11 minutes. Yeah. Daily average. YouTube, 10 minutes. I think that's probably just mostly me consuming a bit of YouTube short content and posting my own. I like to I like to watch other people's content and then comment, especially on the ones that you see they've only got ten, fifteen, twenty likes. Yeah. Because they haven't blown up, they haven't got thousands, and so when you're supporting someone else, I kind of I have that that feeling, that belief that you know what you give you will receive. Yeah, absolutely. So I kind of look at that and go, well, if I'm supporting a new yeah. creator, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna receive the same you in return. You yeah. manifest that shit. Yeah, you absolutely. Know? Google Maps, ten minutes. Yeah. <laughs> which is fair enough. i have got to fucking <laughs> <laughs> right uh Twitter 6 minutes. Yeah. And Google Chrome 5 minutes.
0: Well, I will tell you what, from the amount that I've seen of these, that's actually very very it's very telling actually because you yeah, you're moving along, high growth, your business is growing, you're growing, you're getting you're kicking goals and it's quite low compared to what and you're looking at it like, oh, it's a bit compared to what I see out there, it will be Easy on average, four, five, six hours a day. Wow. Easily. That's Easily. that's massive. You have Instagram, definitely the highest. Snapchat, following that, and they're two, you know, two score. And then the other big one is TikTok, massive. And you talk about hours in a day, like in a day, and and those people. Remember how I said I usually ask that question to somebody that says I don't have time.
1: I've just switched it to a week, just yeah. for out of my own pure curiosity. So day and then week. And I'm looking at this week versus last week and it is down a lot more, which is, it's nice. That's that's a good thing. It's excellent, yeah. Right? And, and seeing the comparison there. What I'm seeing on a weekly average, five hours and 30 minutes of Facebook. Yeah. Three hours and 50 minutes on messages, which is productivity. That's great. Uh, I, that just means I know that I'm busy. That's yep. great. Really good. Uh, Messenger one hour and thirty minutes. That one's a hybrid. That's that's halfway between social. Both. Yeah, yeah that's halfway between social yeah. and business. Cause yeah. I do take, you know, look for opportunities Absolutely. on, on yeah. Facebook as well. Right? Uh YouTube an hour and twenty-seven minutes. Again, consuming shorts content, uh, you know, supporting others. Twitter an hour and seventeen minutes, it's only ten minutes behind YouTube. Yeah. But I'm a little bit addicted to Twitter, to be I, honest. I'll
0: give you my compliments. They're good, good results. Yeah? yeah? So
1: you're saying you're saying that a lot of this is worse. M- much worse, much. Instagram is 36 minutes. yeah, like much worse
0: that's, that's a that's week not, that's a week that that's some people's day. <laughs> you're full <laughs> of fuck. a week, that's some people's day. yeah, and you know the same people That have relationship problems <laughs> that <don't> have money <laughs> like yeah, that's I'm not I'm not being judgmental, I'm being humorous about it. It's like
1: yeah,
0: that's enough time in there if you're pulling up you know four, five, six hours in a day. On your phone and it's not making you money. Here like you go. You're, you're using it for business.
1: Nine minutes daily average chat GPT. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> but that's but that's cool. That's cool. So what, what I'm seeing here and look, it does, I'm going to pretend like you didn't say that that's good yeah. because I'm going to tell myself it's fucking Because you can bad. work on it. That's yeah, like, yeah. I'm going to keep telling you're myself You're seeing your own be opportunities,
0: but that's the thing. You're looking at it progressively. Yes. Most people, it's a barrier. They, they will be like, that even that revelation. say you and I would look at that and say there's opportunities here, 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 here. Right? Many people don't. They don't look at it like that. The the that defensiveness comes up. Yeah? They'll try and say it's about work and that sort of stuff. Why isn't it making you money? Like Yeah. <laughs> it's about work, you get money. Like yeah, it's that's pretty right. simple. That's right. So you have your business output with that amount of time on a usage. There are people that have five, six times that and there's no money coming through. So you're not using it for business. And if you are Clearly, you need maybe, maybe get in touch with Dean and, and get some advice on how to monetize some of that. Like, yeah, absolutely. You know? But
1: I think th- this, is, this is a really good epiphany that I've just had because I thought I was doing worse. Yeah. And I think associating my mind with being in a worse position from my screen time, like in my head, I would, I would have thought that my daily average on Facebook yeah. would be like three hours.
0: So now you can stress a little bit less.
1: Well, it's not that I can stress a little bit less. I think it's just manifesting the idea that I'm on the right track. Yeah. So for me, it's just even in concept of that, that, that enlivens me. You know what I mean? I feel enlivened with the concept and the idea. This is the thing, right? And you know, this isn't professional health advice or anything like that. This is a matter of my own personal opinion. But I, I share similar views that some other iconic people share as well, where depression, for example, can be cured by being productive and active. Absolutely. And, you know, and, and not feeling sorry for yourself. Now, I understand, obviously, you know, in the world, there could be some considerations for medication, things like that. Personally, I'm against it. I don't like the idea of it because I can't recall the amount of times on my, my own damn fingertips, how many times I've pulled myself out of depression by having an activity. Yeah. Right? And it's getting excited about something. It's finding purpose. Absolutely, And that is what's helped pull me out of it. It
0: comes to what's your why all the time.
1: And so, you know, in in circumstances like that, for me, it's the same concept with that, with the whole screen time situation, which is because I felt like I was doing worse, I was manifesting the idea that even prior to this conversation being had, that I was in a pretty bad spot when it came to discipline. Yeah. Now we've looked at the data yeah. and I'm kind of going, fuck, that's actually pretty good. Yeah. Hey, I am doing better. Yeah. This is really great. And so it's, it's really empowering it to, it yeah. Yeah, to, to actually know that because now in my head, I think I'd be capable of being more disciplined. Yeah. Not to because I know I'm making progress yes. and I hadn't even realized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So to me, that's empowering. Yeah.
0: I love that. And, that. and this is the funny thing when it comes to discipline. Like that's just one example. So that's one metric. Just randomly, we will just mention that. So the more that you actually, like for discipline, you need planning. You need task lists. You need data that gives you feedback. So if you don't have all that, you're not going to have discipline in there because you know, it gets lost in your head. You, know, you need to have those things. That's why you know, every single plan when it comes about starting to, like you said, about depression, they always talk about certain things. What do you what do you have gratitude for? Write it down. What's your daily list? Write it night before, so you're ready for the next day. I want to I give him purpose.
1: I want to go over this. I just pulled this up. I was trying to remember the exact three words. Uh, this lovely, lovely young lady by the name of Maya. She's actually uh, she's been in the entertainment industry, um, not adult entertainment. Stop getting the wrong ideas, mate. <laughs> <laughs> nah. She's uh, no, she's she is a dancer, uh, like a go-go dancer type thing, in, in some in the nightclub scene, in, in the event scene, and things like that. Um, actually to be honest i don 't even know what she does for a day job, maybe I should ask her but i like I always saw posts from her that were quite inspirational, yeah and you know July, August September last year were probably my darkest months. I think that 's when like the whole thing with the separation really hit me hard because everything was go, 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 yeah. and then I thought, okay, I need a break and now July was when it hit me, and I slowed down, and I really just allowed myself to consume what was happening and then you know take some time to reflect and and things like that but then coming on august september october you know it was me thinking i'm still so tired i'm still so exhausted i'm still so emotionally drained and i thought i needed more rest Mm. and i asked her And by God, I'm gonna be sending this this podcast episode you know, just to let her know. But you know, she said to me three things. And those three things were excitement, movement, and activity. Absolutely. You have to be excited about something and actively pursue it. To be able to break free, like if you're oh yeah, I'm just kinda sitting around doing nothing. You need to be excited about something and to break free from it. You need to be active. You need to move. If you're sitting on a couch all day, which I was, you're not going to you know, have or feel enriched in your life in terms of your next steps, yeah. right? And then activity. So you need to be productive. Yeah. So there were the three key things. And she said those three things to me. Bang, what a fucking difference. Yeah, for sure. It wasn't instant gratification. But it was, I think, over the space of two, three weeks, I started getting, and I started. There you go. Three weeks, twenty-one days. Yep. I started forming those habits, getting yep. excited, moving, moving around. I think I was starting to go back to the gym at that point, point. Yeah. and being productive. Yeah. Excitement, movement, activity—three key things. I'll
0: throw in something on that because it's a very, it's a closely related, possible dark side to it, because you find. They, they, of course, those three are fundamental, but if you don't get that layer underneath on your, what your purpose is, you can be excited about things that aren't good. You can be excited about things that aren't really in line with you just because you might see it as an opportunity or you might be pulled that way or you might have a circle that way. So It's always such an important thing to do that groundwork, especially in like times of downtime when you, you're not active. It's a very important thing to reflect on. It's like, what am I about? What gets me excited? Not Mm. as a reactionary excitement, but from a fulfilling place. What am I passionate about? The strip club.
1: I mean, uh, no. Well, well, (laughs) well, let's let's
0: go go there. Let's go. We'll go that side of it. So, if you take porn, adult entertainment, you know, and and it's huge, it's saturated out there, massive. Plenty of people get excited about, but they're depressed. Mm -hmm. So, is that excitement and is that movement in the right direction?
1: You know what I think? I think it is. Excitement and movement. It um, is. and I think movement but probably by other means than what probably, <laughs> probably what they actually thing. need. The the thing is is that the excitement and the movement is short term. It's, it's it's a short term It gratification. is, but it's
0: not laid into what you're about. Yeah. Unless you're passionate about that industry and that's your calling on this earth, yeah. You can move that way, but you're moving away. Yeah. So the excitement will be short term, but it's not a, it's not Inner excitement.
1: That's that's you know I'm I'm trying to there was an exact scenario and I'm trying to recall, um, and it was choosing the long term over the short term. Absolutely. And what was it? What were we talking about? Short term versus long term gains. Um, for the, oh, it'll it'll hit me again. I'm not going to sit here and ponder on it. But for me, I I kind of said and I remember having this conversation with someone where I said that is a very short term outlook on on what you're doing and you're not going to be rewarded from having one. those short term gratifications, right? You're going to, you're going to benefit from long term, Yeah, yeah. you know? So that, yeah, go, give me the experience. So I
0: use health and fitness. So my first few years into the gym, fantastic. I started getting into competition, natural bodybuilding. Great. I start getting the ideas. I want to do better. I want to do it quicker. I want to be bigger. I want to be stronger. I want to look better. I want more more popularity, all that sort of stuff. No real reason, purpose to it. So I go down the performance enhancement path into steroids and that. And then and I cannot express to enough people in enough ways and all that sort of stuff how much of a how much of a setback it caused in the long run. So the only positives in it is I now have a set of experiences that I can share with people is to pull your fucking head in. This this is not going to be a direction that's going to be healthy short-term, long term, whatever you want. Like it's not going to serve you for that. It doesn't matter how grounded you are in it and, and whatever it is, even the people that do it the best still have massive issues, you know, and, and challenges that come through it. So what the short-term outcome is, okay, so at that point in time we are looking at growing muscle size and that sort of stuff. So you can perform better in a show and competition, a bit stronger, you know, for say power type competitions. Short-term effect. All right, cool, short-lived. And then so the amount of health issues you get, the mental health issues you get, the impacts you have on other people, the changes you're making yourself, that you then have to rework on the other side of it. <laughs> the the financial cost, the emotional cost, the you know, all that, that comes through with it, you know, that became five, six, seven times longer of rework to come mm-hmm. back now when you're delivering advice. To have a fully grounded experiential thing on why you can do that, and and absolutely reinforce the discipline of long term, which is eating right, training right, knowing what you're doing. There, is it in the right space? Why are you doing it for? You know, Mm. it can't just be for some glory that really isn't enough glory. In in my competitions, I've done well at different times, I've done okay at other times, and. For the short term, person they look at that and they see that as a as a big thing. And I can tell you, one hundred percent in your eyes, that person I can say to them, "Don't go there," and it falls on deaf ears because they're looking at the. Short-term. There's
1: this amazing thing with athletes, right? When you when you review all of the footage from Olympic athletes that win gold medals, when they get interviewed, and it's so common, I don't know if you've ever done this or took the time. What they do is they interview them and they ask, "How do you feel?" Yeah. And what you'll find with these Olympic athletes that dedicate their lives to winning these medals, right, is they will say it feels like deja vu. Yeah. And they say it feels like deja vu because they've been manifesting and envisioning the idea of winning that medal for so long. Yeah. And for so long, they have chipped away on the long term and have moved up the ranks to get to that point in yeah. their life. And... They say that it feels like deja vu because they feel like they've been there before because they've envisioned it from the beginning. They've started. Every, every time that they go and make progress, they're envisioning what it would feel like. They're, they're, they're really immersing themselves into this spiritual realm where they are living and breathing with their eyes closed precisely what it would feel like when they win. Mm-hmm. And so when they do win, they feel like it's deja vu. And it's interesting, and the reason why I share that is because the short-term gratification holds no value. Absolutely. The long-term, setting the goals, you will get there. The success that you get from that long journey yeah. is what ultimately holds the most value.
0: As long as it's, if there is that, but you also got a massive portion of those athletes too where it's empty. Yeah. So they've dedicated their whole life, and it's done, then what? So- Now uh, they become a coach. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. a lot, of but their passion wasn't in coaching. So they fall into coaching because that's all they got left after that. So, and this is the thing where it's about, yes, movement, direction, all that sort of thing, yes. But is it aligned yeah. with, yeah, a lot of times we do things because we're good at it. It doesn't mean we're passionate about it. A lot of things we're super talented at, but it doesn't mean we're passionate. It doesn't mean it's in that inner space. And this is the thing that you get with a lot of, especially the top-end athletes that push to that, those outer limits, the fringes. It's like if they haven't aligned it with what you're actually about and there's a, there's a layer on top of that because inherently we've got that part where we always want to help people. So there's a separation between the ego journey and the purpose journey. They're two different things. And
1: mm-hmm. if you don't
0: have an awareness of what your ego is trying to do versus what your purpose is about, you many times will – crossroads.
1: What's your opinion on ego? Like ego versus purpose. I want to explore that. What's your opinion on ego? Cuz I have a very, you know, intriguing opinion on it. I've covered it on past episodes as well. What's your take?
0: The ego, I understand it as it's the very much the individual part, the more selfish part, and yeah, the part that the I wants. Yeah? And it can it serves very heavily in the sense of, you know, what we were individualize ourselves as, what makes me separate to you, right? It can be managed like a child and let, let run free and scream and throw tantrums and kind of go on its own whims or you can tame it and use it in a, in a way where it's of you, but it's not you. You're not the ego. The ego is a component of us, you know? Mm. And many actions taken from the ego place are the things where it's like you're trying to press something out there as opposed to just being when you're in your purpose you don't need to do that the fulfillment is in the purpose so if my purpose is I'm going to reflect my highest um, my highest excitement is to live a life where I'm in a place of growth peak performance happy fulfilled right my ego doesn't well, my ego doesn't need to drive that it's part of that mm. if I let the ego rule that that like run the show on that, it's gonna be trying to press each one of those points. I'm stronger than you, I'm happier than you, I'm gonna post always those things. There's no service to you if I do that. But if I sit here and I talk about how I've done it, or if I share information and it's of high value to people, that's much more of purpose, it's not of the ego. The ego is much more of, I'm going to, I'm doing this, this is my work, this is what I'm about, the individual. The thing is, if you have a healthy ego and you're aligned in your purpose, that part of you is satiated because you're living it anyway.
1: Do you think having an ego in any kind is is, is healthy to have?
0: It's absolutely healthy, but it's about not ruling with ego. Yeah. Because the ego is what makes you you. Like it's the it's the it comes through the personality, it comes through how you do things, it comes if you hone it correctly you'll sharpen and refine yourself. It won't just be this unruly, you know, I'm this, I'm right, everyone's going to listen to me, this is my way. That's that's a very untamed ego. You know? And obviously there's scales to that, just like a body, mm. just like a, a smart mind. It takes grooming, it takes sharpening, it takes that. And, and I think not having – a lot of that comes to awareness too, your actual inner awareness. Are you aware enough to know the ego is a part of you? How influential is your ego in your life or how much are you influencing the ego? Say so it's actually – happy.
1: I'll tell you a story. So, you know, and I covered this on my episode with Joey Saab. I'm going to sort of repeat it because I want to like, obviously I had a different opinion than to what you're sharing now on the topic of ego. So I'm going to tell you this story and then I'd love to get your take on this story as well. Have you heard the story? go. Okay. okay. Fantastic. So again, back to my mentor, Glenn, and I called him one day because I was doing some advisory for a, a company and I was explaining to them the best, best method to achieve the growth outcomes that they were looking for and she took on maybe about 30% of what I said and the other 70% she completely disregarded.
0: Yeah.
1: And I called him and he said and I was, I I said to him I said Glenn I'm 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 fucking enraged. Like what the fuck? Mm. You know, I gave her all of this advice All this information, based on experience, based on data, based on every single reason why you should be listening to every word that I'm saying, and she only took thirty percent of it. Yeah. And he said to me, he goes, "So you're doing any? Are you you providing any services to her outside of the advice?" I said, "No." And then he said, "So you're just advising her?" And I'm like, "Yeah." And he goes, "Well, Dean, he goes, the beautiful thing about advice is that." someone can decide whether or not it's right for them to take it.
0: Absolutely.
1: Now, he said, when it comes to your ego, he goes, I am absolutely certain that you're right.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But when it comes to your ego in the face of business transactions especially, sometimes you need to choose between the money or the ego. Absolutely. If you want to pick your ego, be prepared to lose the money, even if you're right and even if they find totally. out that you're right by, by you know, in basically realizing that they probably still won't be a customer after that because I'll be too humiliated to admit that you were right but be prepared to lose the money yeah. so if you want to pick ego that's perfectly fine you're allowed to be right you're allowed to be correct but be prepared to lose money yeah so you pick what's more important to you money or ego that's right if the money's more important to you then Just drop the ego and let them do what they want to do and you've already told them what they need to hear and when they find out that it was wrong, they'll come back to you and they'll pay you more money. And so then that kind of hit me and I thought, and there have been times where I've exercised my ego over money and I I knew that doing so was healthy because I knew I was in the presence of others. Those others agreed with me but this person was a little bit naive and had their, their walls up because they thought that they knew better when really, realistically, they were, they were, there was a young person and they were very nervous, very, not nervous, nervous. Yeah. They were very nervous. They weren't prepared uh, for that type of advice. They, I did ask them prior if they were happy for me to share my advice with them. They said that they were, they still denied it. Yeah. And so for them, it was just the lack of, I suppose, openness, emotional maturity. But I still took the effort to exercise my ego to demonstrate my knowledge above someone else in the room.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I could have turned that into money, but I didn't want to turn it into money because I knew that for, for some reason I felt that expressing the ego would prove more beneficial to me
0: mm-hmm.
1: as an authority figure at that very point in time. Yeah. So that that's the story that I'm sharing, right? That I'll get your take on is that there are times where I've picked ego over money Yeah. and Nine out of 10 times I've picked money over ego. Yeah. But sharing that story with you and then now asking you, is it healthy to have an ego? Well, what, what are your thoughts now based on that?
0: It's healthy to have it, but that's different to leading with it. Mm. This is the thing. So if your ego is in check, you know you're right. You don't need to assert it. Yeah. If the room agrees with you, it agrees with you. You can deliver the same information without leading with ego or you dial the ego down mm. in a way that you actually make it a teaching lesson. So that's like if you come to the gym with me and you disagree with me about, I don't know, how a muscle works or <laughs> show me, you know, leg muscles, you're going to tell me how it's structured and I'll just pull out my leg and i start flexing in front of you. <laughs> yeah. or let's go squat and i squat, you know, 250 kilos and get you to try and do it. That's ego. Like it would serve no purpose except literally asserting to you and the gym I know what I'm talking about. You don't. Yeah. But I can also use the same situation to educate it. You could disagree with me. The gym would know clearly. I do know this through my prior work, the, the company I'm in, and that sort of stuff. I can use the same space, even if it's frustrating. And easier said than done. Absolutely. Easier said than done. But I can use the same place from the ego instead of just like really, like, you know, I'm not saying you did this but you can cleave someone because you're right and sometimes you'll want to. The ego will want to. It's like you don't know what you're talking about. Just Mm. stop. Or you you take it as a challenge point to refine yourself and say, okay, this is really agitating me. So I can now use this as an exercise in patience, communication, how do I get through to a difficult person that might not be receptive. Use that as an opportunity to grow, which should suit, so, soothe the ego Because I'm going to now Give you a little bit To be even better If you want to be really Internally egoic Use it on yourself And then you're going to give your best In the best way you know how How I'm going to communicate That idea to this person Then It's up to them you got to remember You're in purpose Right You're an aware person You can only meet someone Where they're at You can only give someone To their level of understanding As much as we want to give more yeah, so you might you said she took 30% of the 100. She didn't get the other 70 for whatever reason, but you gave 30%. You know the rest is correct. You don't need to assert that as much as you want to. The mm. ego wants to. The ego is what makes us the individual. It's what makes you different to me, you know? At the end of the day, egos will always clash, Yeah, you know? mm. And they don't serve each other. But to serve each other, it's like, okay, from my individual perspective, this is what I know. This is what you know. How do we get in the middle where you're getting the maximum from me in receptivity and vice versa?
1: I've had an epiphany as well through this. I've had quite a few epiphanies in this, this episode for sure. That's good. Um, the epiphany that I had was a conversation I had with my daughter very recently, actually, and I, I did so subconsciously. You were talking about ego, and uh, if you knew, if you know you're right, then like the, the only person that needs to know that you're right is you.
0: Yeah, and or consider
1: that you're not. Yeah, 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 and like, and everyone else can can make their convictions. Yeah, absolutely, and they will go based off, you know, who they would believe most. And if you know someone's constantly asserting themselves to be correct, then I would assume that many people would start having their doubts. Right. Whereas someone who keeps their mouth shut, you never really know the correct answer. So people are open to speculate, yes. but ultimately they end up taking your side because he's so. Yeah. Calm.
0: You're just reserved, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. You're like, you're unfazed. Yeah. So people that have, you know, emotional insecurities are often the ones that are ret- retaliate and react. Absolutely, yeah. And so I had this conversation with my daughter recently. She comes to me after school. Dad, I got in trouble. And I'm like, okay, what happened? She goes, oh, I got in trouble. All these other kids told me that I did something. I can't remember the exact scenario yeah. of what she said. But she was saying something along those lines, like, oh, you know, and, and all these kids pointed at me and said that it was my fault. Yeah. And I said, did you do it, though? and like i had this relationship with my daughter where we're very open and transparent. Yep. So for example, like let's just say hypothetically someone goes writing on the wall. I you know you'd think every any other parent would lose their shit. Yeah, yeah. Right? But i don't know who's done it because there's two of them. It's one or the other. And my rule is is that if you tell the truth, you won't get in trouble. Yeah. We'll still we'll have a conversation about what's wrong and what's right but you won't get in trouble. There won't be a higher level of disciplinary action as an outcome of the wrongdoing, as long as you are honest. And as long as you are honest, you will not get in trouble. We will talk about it. We won't have the the retaliation about it, right? And that's what's really endorsed a very positive and open environment with my children is now they're not afraid to tell the truth because they know that You know they're not gonna get disciplinary action from me by telling the truth. For me, I'm gonna reward the 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 truth, the honesty. I'd rather raise a child that tells me, like, let's just say, you know, knock on wood, you know, one of them is 16. They go out partying with some friends, drink some alcohol, got drunk, and ended up in hospital. I would rather them tell me I went there, and you know, we we popped pills and be comfortable to do so, and and be happy to do so knowing I'm not going to lose my shit, yeah. but also know that it's wrong. Yep. And that for me is a really important aspect. It's, it's such a great way to raise your children. Absolutely. I fucking love it. Yeah, I yeah, really yeah. do because there's nothing better. What's missing
0: in the world? Yeah. Being able to speak up.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's right. And it is. It's, it, the thing is, is that that knowledge for me, knowledge of the truth in my children yeah. is so much power yeah, and yeah. it creates such a strong bond as yeah. well. So I, so I turned around to my daughter and I said so did you actually do it though? You know she's been a bit quiet. I said just it's okay Delilah like you're not in trouble or anything. You know it's I just want to know. Did you actually do it? Yeah. And she goes no I didn't. They, you know, uh, I can't remember the kid's name. It's, you know, new year new new classmates, you know. She, she she said it was this particular kid that was sitting next to her or something like yeah. that. But, you know, she she wasn't the person who Caused the abruption but she was the person who was sitting next to that person, yeah, yeah, yeah. and at first she thought it was funny, and so she contributed. Yeah. And so what happened was when all the fingers got pointed at her, it's kind of like it's like you know what it's like. It's like getting a basketball, yeah. smacking it against the back of someone's head, and then passing the ball to someone else, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then say, oh no no, no they yeah. did it. They're holding the basketball. That's see, it. right? Whereas they could have been doing the right thing and just picking the basketball up uh, yeah. off the ground or whatever. But they're now suddenly, oh, yeah, well, they're, they're the yeah. culprit now. So that was kind of the situation she was in. And I said, well, if you know, and I literally said this to her because she was really enraged by the idea of it. She was really upset about it, you can tell. And I said to her, I said, but so you, you didn't do it. She goes, no, I didn't. I'm so mad because I got in trouble. And I said to her, I said, did you like get mad and angry to your teacher and you know was did that happen yeah you know, Yeah. I kept telling her it wasn't me you know and I said to her Sara. I said but you know it wasn't you and then she goes yeah of course I know and I said to her I said well as long as you know deep down that it wasn't you then nothing else matters yeah. when someone else says no it was you and you know it wasn't you then nothing else matters Yeah. you know as long as you know and you are righteous with yourself that's all you can do you, you will find Peace and I, I like having. I, I always have these, even with my four-year-old. I always have these very intellectual conversations with them, yeah. and it, it shows. The proof is in the pudding. What, what I've sown is now being reaped. They are bearing the fruits of yeah. of those Fantastic. seeds that were planted, yeah. because now even my four-year-old. I just I'm going off a little bit off topic, but even my four-year-old walks into a bloody room. And instead of saying, wow, that's great, she says, wow, that's remarkable, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? <laughs> and it's like, you're four. Yeah, nice. <laughs> you don't ask her to spell it, but she'll say yeah, yeah, yeah. it. And that, that's it, as an outcome of that. But yeah, so I had this conversation with her about that. And it's like, well, if you know deep down that you're right, but other people think you're wrong, then that's the only thing that's important is that you know yeah. that you're right. And I think one thing, especially in children that that does, and adults really, when you think about it, is it instills self-esteem. Yeah. I think that is totally. one of the most, the, the thing that is lacking most yeah. in modern day society especially is there is a massive lack of self-esteem mm-hmm. and self-accountability. Yeah.
0: And the, well, they go hand in hand. When you don't have the esteem, you don't have the confidence to be honest Yeah. with yourself, with other people. You know, I got to say the right thing. Do you, And then the next thing you know, you look in the mirror, you don't know who, who the hell you're talking. Yeah, you talk. like, a bit of an imposter. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I and get you, man. that's very rampant. And what you're saying with your daughters is really lovely to hear because you know parents are guilty of that too where it's like you know when they are dealing with their children you know the child might might pick the parent for swearing or the little bits and pieces like why are you doing that and yeah does the parent be honest and correct and and transparent or do they make an excuse so that's where the child starts learning to behave. But behavior. it's
1: self-accountability too. You're the one swearing. That's right. But it's even with my kids, Like I don't encourage the swearing. But then if I do hear it, it's like, what did you say? Yeah. I don't go ballistic, you swore yeah, and yeah. this. Because I know at some point they're going to say it. Yeah. They will say it. It's undoubted it will happen. Yeah. And in scenarios like that, so I hear my kids swear. And I go, what did you say? And they go, oh, Nothing. And I go, no, no, what did you say? You yeah. know, just just be honest. What did you say? Yeah, yeah. And they go, oh, you know, I said shit. Yeah. And then it's, you know, I'm like, is that a good word? No, yeah. I said right. I said, Make so the correction. Let's yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. You know, they're sitting there riding their bike and they keep falling off. So you put a training wheel on the left side if they keep falling yeah, off yeah, the yeah. left side. It's as simple as that. Yeah. It's just it's just guiding the direction. It's they're on their own journey, yeah. and it, and it's their own journey is based entirely on the influence of of the person who is guiding them. Yeah, you know what I mean. Absolutely. That that is such such a powerful conversation that that we're having right now, especially with kids. Because what what we're learning from how I'm raising my children, it's not too late if you're 18, 25, 30, 45, 50. It's not too late to make those corrections.
0: And we all have a point. We all have a point where we look in the mirror and some of us, like I know myself, it took a lot longer than a lot of people where it's like you look in the mirror and you go, man, This is not what I want. I'm not doing what I'm meant to be doing. I have to be honest as to why that is and the decisions I'm making and what I am doing. It's got nothing to do with anyone else. It's got nothing to do with upbringing. It's got nothing to do with society. It's got nothing to do with anything. I can blame all that, but as long as I'm blaming, I'm not going to come up with an answer and a solution. And I'm not going to learn. And everyone hits this point where it's like you almost literally get fed up with yourself and say, well, that hasn't worked. What's going to work? You clear the board. And it's almost like the presence comes back into your life, in yourself. And when you start there, that's when you start living purpose properly. Mm. Yeah. And it's it is a lot of people disagree with this, depending on what walk in life and what circle you're in. But it is a point in time where, in the world, you do have this happening at a younger age. There's a lot of people becoming aware and hyper aware, and it's a rift because. I think I used before the podcast started, you got people that are in NPC mode, the gaming term. It's just like living very unconsciously. And unfortunately, that's a fact. Like just going to the day-to-day, there's no real reason. You're not playing the game, which is life. You're not in there. More and more so, people like yourself, people like myself, people out there, and it's still less, much more of a minority than a majority where it's like you're switching on what am I about, how can I serve, how can I be my best to serve you best and build that community, you know. And unfortunately, the sad thing is with that, because it's so polarized, the two schools of thought, conscious, unconscious, accountable, unaccountable, blame, account, like do something about it, you get this heavy backlash just to, well, you know, it's not our fault we're this way, and we're like, well mm. it is this is what we can do
1: <laughs> I always find like even, like even on the topic of like lack of self accountability yeah. like and going back to that conversation oh, I was having with accountability my daughter was huge yeah. even even that conversation I was having with my daughter, you know I was asking her, hey, well, you know you need to remember that you played a role in what happened yeah and you know I'm teaching her that now especially as well in and and that's the reason why, and the, no, it wasn't my fault. And it's like, well, yes, it wasn't your fault exactly, but you still played a role in what happened. Yeah. You still played, played a role in how you became the person who was seen as the perpetrator. Yeah. You still played a role in being the victim. Yeah. And so, you know, explaining that to her as well on the, the accountability side. And then sort of asking her those questions as well and saying, what could you have done differently? This is what a lot of people lack. Yeah. Even if they're the victim, yeah, yeah. What ask could you have yourself done what yeah. you could have done different yeah. to prevent it. I have this analogy. I love it. I've used it dozens of times over the last 10 years of my life. Uh, I really should put together like a website of original quotes. It's <laughs> um, I, I have, it's called the instant learning method. Yeah. And I always say this to people. They go, oh, I've been burned. I've been burned. i burned my hand. I'm just, I'm, again, analogy. Um, I, I've burned my hand. And I burned my hand because the stove was hot. Someone had cooked on the stove and they didn't leave any warnings or anything to say that it was still hot. So when I went to wipe it down, I burnt my hand. Yeah. And you have to ask yourself as an individual, Having your own self accountability in your own injury, right? Yes, some dickhead didn't leave a note. Yeah, right. It would have been nice. Yeah, let's absolutely. be clear. Absolutely, it would have been nice yeah. for them to leave a note. But as individuals, we cannot be solely dependent on you know others of no. the, to be able to do the right thing. We have to be aware that not everyone is going to do the right thing. Hmm and you you'd know deep down the true topic that I'm talking about, I know some of our listeners will yeah, I'm going to use this in a more i suppose diluted version than what's, that's uh, than what's controversial, yeah right, and that is maybe if you were to go and do that again, maybe instead of just wiping the stove and expecting people to do the right thing, perhaps this time around you'll check first, yeah maybe instead of wiping it straight away, you'll put your hand over it just yeah. to see if it's warm. Yeah. Maybe you'll do those things next time. And it is, it's what can I do better yeah. next time to prevent that from happening?
0: And the wisdom would tell that person. So once they've been burned, they're going to check the stove every single time going forward.
1: Well, this, ha- this, this is relatable in every aspect Absolutely. of life. You know, someone promised you the world. Yeah. And oh yeah, they said they were gonna do it for free. Oh you know, I'm really excited about it. And then two weeks later you got burned. Yeah. Right. And it is, it's that's the word, and that's why I use the stove yeah, example yeah, yeah. because it's literally you got burned. And it's like, oh well it wasn't for free. Yeah. Oh, so what was what was their benefit? Yeah. Oh, you know, they they got this, they got that, and then at the end of it, uh, I had to pay two thousand dollars. Yeah to be able to continue so it wasn't as great as it sounded like you know i'm just i'm really i'm honestly i'm just coming up with hypothetical scenarios here
0: yeah but they're all valid the principle absolutely is valid. yeah
1: absolutely when you
0: take total i go as far as using the word as sovereignty self-sovereignty it's not even accountability self-sovereignty means you govern every single thing in your life you're not a victim to anything Yeah, you know, yes terrible things happen yes bad decisions are made towards you sometimes they're not towards you but you're just In a bad situation, it happens as life. Like anybody that's walked through life and hasn't had those things happen, I'd like to meet them. Like this is life. Naturally. What makes difference with people that grow and continue to grow, you can go two ways. You can become an outcome or byproduct of bad circumstances or you can actually be built from the same bad circumstances. And we need
1: to be clear here. You know, we're not trying to justify the actions of perpetrators. It's not, or, nothing to do with it, yeah. Right? It, like, you know, someone didn't leave a note. That's fucking terrible of them. They should have left a note. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's not that we're dismissing the fact that the other person should also be accountable. There's also what we're trying to say is here, and what I'm trying to say is here, is that there is a certain level of self-accountability Not necessarily in the sense of, I am the reason this happened to me. That's a very terrible way of looking at it. But looking at it from the perspective of, what role did I play in what went wrong?
0: Yeah,
1: you know that is so important, and we need to make this clear because otherwise the show is going to be shut down next week.
0: (laughs) Right? It's funny you say that though, because you can say that if you were to say that to me, I'll be like, you don't need to tell me that. They're two separate things. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And, and this, again, it comes to an accountability factor. It's like what I can do has nothing to do with what happens. Yes. <laughs> so it's an interesting thought because if a person limits what they can do with what happens, you're never actually driving your own life. They should They should be two separate issues. Because if you're totally accountable for everything you do in your life, everything you do is calculated, everything you do is methodical, everything you do has a purpose. It's only when you switch that off and you leave things, you know, there can be naivety, there can be, you know, just bad information, that sort of stuff. But when we layer something on top of why I didn't do something, that's a problem already. Use the wisdom, listen to people that are saying, hey, you know, talk to people that are 50, 60, 70 years old that have had successful lives and they'll give you the same wisdoms. Yeah, we don't need to repeat. A 20-year-old doesn't need to make the same mistakes I've made to just to come to the same conclusion. Yeah. I can tell you the same information and you can use a bit of wisdom there or you can go ahead and, and try it all. And if you come up with a different outcome, awesome. Otherwise, we'll talk about it when you get there. You can say, oh, yeah, I, understand, I understand it now. I should have listened to you and I don't want to hear it. Like The amount of times I've heard that, and it's like, uh, and this this is the ego thing. And I use it to make me love more. Because it's like, as much as I will want to be absolutely furious. Because it's like, you've gone through all that pain, hurt, suffering experience. Like, Could I, have just taken already, my advice I already from the first knew place. it. Yeah. <laughs> like, for me to honor bad decisions a bad experience, for me to honor it, the best thing I can do is share.
1: Absolutely. Share okay. so
0: that you don't do it. Now, if you don't want to listen to that, so I can't, I can't do anything more than that. I have to be at peace with it. But then, you know, obviously guilt comes in at the end of the line and it's like you've gone through your own warpath path and you're like, oh, yeah, you know. You should have <laughs> Look at this guy. Look at that yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, guy. <laughs> the kindest thing I can do is like, you know, I, I, yeah, my heart. I have to go back to my pain that I've gone through to empathize with you and say, well, I, I'm glad you understand I that find now.
1: it interesting, man, you know, and, and it does my head in sometimes. And, you know, like take it like this. Someone searches up on Google how to not get a scarf. Yeah. And so then they read about how someone got the scarf. Yeah, yeah. And then they're like, oh, okay, so that's how they got the scarf.
0: Yeah, but now you know how to get scarves. But then they go, fuck,
1: you know, I wonder if I can do it and not get a scar. This is <laughs> <And> it, isn't <this laughs> is it? You just sit there and you're like, Yeah, like, dude, I'm telling you, <laughs> I just told you yeah, how yeah, not yeah. to get yeah. one. And you it's the same thing with the stove. Yeah, it's like, it's like, oh yeah, um, stove's hot. It burns Should you I touch it? Burn me. Yeah. yeah, and you are like you put your hand on it, and you're like, oh, damn, it burnt me. And you're like, we just established that.
0: And this you is the, this is the insanity of that. So that happens. People do that to see if they're different. Mm. the individual but why don't people do it when a multi multi-millionaire tells you this is how you do it look uh, there's a fine
1: line and obviously for me i'm always exposed to startups that are looking to push the boundaries of what other people have done and obviously there are so many situations where there's been a startup company that pops up when all the other million, multi-billion-dollar companies were like, nah, you could never do that; it'll never work." And then they pull it off, and it becomes freaking amazing, right? Um, so th- that it does exist. What I I don't How discourage many it. A hundred, not as many, but I don't look. I don't discourage the exploration personally. I don't discourage it.
0: But why not explore what works first?
1: I what I like about this and where I'm going with this is explore this we're going to science here explore in a controlled environment do you know what i'm saying so when i say a controlled environment you're able to go and and not be naive but take with you the wisdom to ensure that whilst you're exploring you may come across a opportunity to burn yourself but because of the wisdom you've been able to receive On that journey, you're not going to burn yourself because you've been able to take that wisdom from somewhere else. If you go into
0: the jungle and I tell you, get this kit. If you don't take it, you're going to get malaria. You're going to get bitten by a snake. Take the kit. Take the kit. This is what I'm saying. So you say science. Yes. Science tells you ABC works. Yeah. Don't take B out. And expect too much difference. This is, Have ABC and then be ready to expand on. It. That's growth yeah. and evolution. You expand on what exists.
1: I like the throw in with the business name there, but yeah. I, <laughs> right? But this is this is what I'm saying, right? So, the conclusion, if you're giving someone advice, is this is the conclusion, and this is what you should do. The journey that some people want to also discover for themselves. This is the this is the fine line of what I was saying, right? Which is you need to take this kit, but I also drew a map of how to get there. That person might say, well, there's this route, and I think I can cross the, the waterfalls there and get a better look yeah. and, and then make my way Absolutely, around. Yeah. But I still need that kit.
0: Yeah.
1: I still need that kit. Yeah. If I don't and have and that kit. It would kit, still be smart
0: I... to have the map because then you can add to it.
1: Yes, and that's what I'm saying, right? So I don't discourage the journey. I don't discourage the exploration. Yeah, like... I discourage the idea that you're invincible and you're just going to walk out there and be like, yeah, fuck it. Yeah. You know,
0: I know what it's, I'm doing. It's the arrogance of I'm going to do this differently if you haven't taken steps to actually do it differently. you know. Another good one would be like martial arts, you know, karate, black belt. Like, you There's a reason you need to go through white belt, yellow belt. Do thousands of times a kata before you then become good enough to then have your own twists and turns on it. But until yeah. a certain point... You've got to walk the path that's there before you become unique in it. And
1: that's all these, like, again, these athletes, it's hours. It's thousands and thousands and thousands and hours Absolutely. of training. And like, even if you want to explore topics of gaming, you know, I do have a, a handful of contacts that, you know, are into that professionally. Yeah. Um, if you're doing it professionally, great. If you're doing it just to kill cool time, forget it. But
0: You might as well do it professionally. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly, yeah. right.
1: And, so, and actually take it seriously. Yeah. But you know, there's this Play one guy... You know, his name's Lyle and um, he's he's a great guy, plays this game called Rocket League. And, you know, I asked him one day, he's in Canada, by the way. And I asked him one day, I was like, dude, straight up, I'm curious, like, how many, how many hours to, to get to this level? Like, I've played the game, I'm fucking shit, you know? Like, at what point am I able to maneuver this game like you do? Yeah. And the thing with uh, with Rocket League, that particular game, is you're able to you go under your p- player profile, you're able to see how many hours you've spent on the game. Yeah, yeah. Right? Some people think it's an accountability thing. Others think of it as, well, this is how many, you know, we, we don't base it off your rank. We base like it off badge. how many yeah, hours. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he shows me his account. He's got 10,000 hours on the game. 10,000 hours. Yeah. And you look at his skill level and it is remarkable. Like we're talking top 100 worldwide. Yeah. He's like an out of many millions of players, top 100. That's a, that's a big number. You know, there's not even that many athletes that compete for the Olympics. Yeah. There's, more, there's more in his domain than there is for the yeah, Olympics. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? So when you compare those numbers, you're like, whoa. Yeah. But it's 10,000 hours. Yeah, absolutely. That is a massive number. Yeah. And so, you, like I, I wholeheartedly agree with you. You've got to put in the time, the effort, the energy. It's 10,000 hours of knowledge. Well, that's
0: mastery. It's 10, yeah. actually 10,000 hours is mastery. Yeah. yeah.
1: That's exactly right. But you, you very rarely see him make a, a wrong maneuver. Yeah. Even if he makes a wrong maneuver,
0: You're he recovers yeah. 30
1: times faster exactly. than if you were to make you know that Trump same error, right? Can it. He yeah. can correct it yeah. very quickly. Exactly right. It's so, it's so interesting. Yeah. I find it so interesting. Now, listen, like, I want to cover that one more topic before we close off. Yeah, sure. And the one topic that I wanted to explore with you was the, the journey. I want, to, I want to hear the walk of the walk. You're here, you're telling people about accountability and you're telling people yeah. about things like that. You know what, what gives you the damn right <laughs> to, to tell people about this? I want to hear about your journey.
0: Well, if, if I lead off that, I never feel like I have the right to do it. So the first thing is I always want to talk to someone that wants to listen. Yeah, I don't want to convince anyone. What I want to do is the person that wants to know and is interested, and it might serve them and help them from any similar possible. You know, from any similar path, that it might offer a bit, a few pieces of that map. You know what I mean? Um, I gave up trying to convince people, like actually convince, a long time ago. You know, that that was very much from a place of ego, and yeah, it's there's no point talking to people. That don't want to receive it if you can't reach people that do so mm. i want to say that first and foremost um so my journey it, it why i come to everything being about i guess peak performance in totality so it's not as an athlete it's about life and being aligned mind body soul alignment right i think um growing up you know had my own i guess insecurity issues bullied at school a lot of negative stuff, Relatable. You know, yeah. Yeah. Been beaten up a few times, yeah. You know, or, or I could go through stories and stories and stories. We would not have the time, you know. And then just going through the, the the adaptations to those things very early on went into training, you know, where it was actually yeah. I would train with my father. He used to like like it. I was always I loved him. I adore him, you know. And it, it was where I had the seed for it to to always push to be your best. Um, little down there, at that time it was also a, a place of i guess of you know he would not escapes the wrong word but remove himself from his own stress and that sort of stuff so. taking
1: taking the time to spend time with himself I Absolutely. Think, i think that's yeah. probably it I, I hate the word escape as well it, it is it is spending the time to look inwards
0: yeah absolutely and then so leading off from that you know um I'd gone through a situation in the school, in high school, where I got beaten up pretty bad. I I was to blame and all this sort of stuff. And that fired up a lot of anger, you know. And then that's where I started training like a maniac. So I would have been 15 years old when that was really like getting there.
1: You know, I I, I like this. You know, I do want to cover this. I know you're going on in your journey now. I just want to share this as well, though. And that is how certain people react differently or deal with certain situations differently with a positive outcome. See for you, you know, you got beaten up pretty bad, you know, you're just getting bullied a lot, things like that. I can relate, you know, I had times where I was ambushed, literally ambushed by a group of boys that were all beaten beaten into me at once. And there were times where I retaliated, there were times where I knocked, you know, the the person who they considered was their top dog of the group, knocked them cold out clean without realizing I blacked out. But what I realized and what I did through those situations I think I learned some really valuable negotiation skills. Yep. There was one person I remember we got into a bit of an altercation. His name was Mahmoud. Even to this day, I see him in the street. Dean, how are you, bro? Oh, my God, that's amazing. Listen, he's a tradie. He's doing his thing. You know, I'm in a different walk of life. But there's still that level of respect. Yep. And what happened was we got into the altercation. We are sitting outside the deputy principal's office. He had suspension slips ready. He was stressing the fuck out, stressing the fuck out. And I, I, I was able to interpret his body language, even though it was quite minimal. I said, what's up, man? Like, well, why are you so upset? Don't fucking talk to me. Then. And it's really, really, I said, listen, no, I'm not coming from a place where I'm trying to antagonize you. I didn't expect him to understand what that meant either. But <laughs> I'm not coming from a place where I'm trying to antagonize you. I'm coming from a place of concern, like, well, why are you so worried? there's nothing what am i going to do start another fight Mm. like i'm just here to listen what's wrong man yeah and i really got down on a on a pretty you know i set the tone i got onto a level with him that allowed him to be open about it he goes man if i get this suspension the next one after that is uh, expulsion
0: yeah
1: and i said so this is kind of like your last chance He's like, Yeah, he goes, I don't even know if I'm walking into an expulsion paper or if I'm walking into a suspension paper. Yeah. And he was really concerned his parents were going to kill him, you know, like the whole regular thing. Yeah, yeah. And I said, Listen, I've got an idea, but you have to play along with it. And he was like, Okay, you know, well, what exactly? I said, Listen, man, just, you know, whether you trust me or you don't, I said, Look, I have every reason not to trust you because of your history because of the things that you and your crew have done to me. So you have every reason to trust me. I said, you may have, oh yeah, this guy's going to screw me up because I've done so many bad things to you. I said, but when you look at my track record, I've never done a wrong thing by you. I said, so if you trust me, follow my lead, there may be a chance we get out of this. Mm. We walk into the office, we get called in. I put my arm around him. Uh, you know, Mr. Rouse, uh, truly apologize, just a little bit of testosterone in the in the playground. Uh, we've had an opportunity to have a chat outside. We realized there was a bit of a misunderstanding and it was just unfortunate. Uh, you know, I thought that it was him. It ended up being someone else. We've had a conversation about it, a very mature conversation about it and we, we've been able to move past this and I think we're getting along quite well. We've actually fi- found some common ground between each other where we could actually potentially form a friendship. Yeah. Now, obviously, for me, being a 16-year-old at that point in time, to be able to articulate that well was very mind-blowing to a deputy principal that would normally deal with, especially you know, students that get into fights. Yep. It's hard to to be able to come to the fact that that person has just had that level of an, of, of an intellectual conversation with you. Yeah, And he just looked at me and went, right, so what are we going to do with these then, two suspension forms? I said, look... If you truly believe that we should be suspended, I'm I'm not going to deny it, yeah. and I'll happily sign the the paper. Uh, that being said, though, I think that that we both played a role in all of this, and I think it was me retaliating to the fact that someone had tripped me over during sport. It was obviously quite a high testosterone environment. I would stood up to someone else. I didn't exactly physically, you know, create an altercation. But as a result of my confrontation, that person commenced an altercation. I said, look, I'm not denying that an altercation existed. But what I am saying is is that we've been able to find a reasonable outcome for us both uh, just through reconcile. And he just looked at me and went, looked at him and said, so you're on board with this? Because he knew that this guy was, you know, like we were on opposite ends of the spectrum. Mm. And he literally looked at him and said... So do you get along with like, are you, are you with this? Like are you on the same story? And he goes, yeah. He goes, we had a whole chat about it outside. It's, it's, you know, yeah. I, I'm pretty happy about that. I'm not as smart as him, but I think I could learn a few things from him, <laughs> but that's yeah. what he said. And then bang, no suspension. Yeah. And I, it literally felt like I was walking around school with protection.
0: Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. I, I learned some really valuable yeah, yeah. negotiating skills. So you went to training so that way you could become an individual that, you know, was able to say, well, yeah, now look at me. And then I kind of took those very similar scenarios and I was able to turn it into, well, hey, how can I show leadership through this as well? Yeah. So it's very interesting. like, you know. And I'm not saying that what you did was wrong, right? You you did what was right for well, you. It, was,
0: it wasn't about... It was no means about, well, look at me now. It was... Yeah. I made myself a promise that I'd never be cornered again. I love it. And That's if great. anyone came at me, they'll have hell to pay. I was never an aggressor until later years. You know? uh-huh. So you become... Kind of, that you become the perpetrator, you know what I mean? You become worse than what affected you. So that whole victim story carried through, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, so look, that was the early seed of it, you know what I mean? Training was one thing, work was the other, you know? Work was something I always worked bloody hard like all the time but in a negative fashion but it also drove a lot of success. So you had those two things literally driving very unhealthy mind behind it which is to be better but from the wrong place you know so that flowed into relationships where you know it was highly aggressive you know just horrible as a partner um you know abusive for a fair bit of time especially when steroids go into the mix that kind of thing and you know you pay high price for all that sort of stuff yeah and you know coming into the later years you know the, the bodybuilding side was definitely the peak of it because you know it was a crash and burn thing so mm. i would moved out of retail and mind you there was chapters in there where there was an alcoholic There was times of heavy pot smoking. So I had these big nuggets all with their own distinct eras to say. Yeah. And then it it came to its precipice when I'd started a competition. I was into the second year. And I don't blame bodybuilding at all. It was my own decisions on it and not controlling enhancements that Mm. brought about the ugliest version of me possible, you know. And, you know, that crashed and burnt and heavy prices to pay and then Coming out of that, so and this is the thing, and I will share a fair bit on this part because what people don't understand is is like we like to judge, not we like to judge. A lot of people like to judge that haven't got themselves into problems, right? So it's easy to say, "Oh, that's that, that's that, that's that." They don't know this. They don't know this. People that have had to work their way out of a hole generally do know quite a lot because you can't do that unless you actually really face these really you know gnarly parts and really broken parts. So you have to do that work. That can require, you know, whether it's psychological treatment, whether it's times, you know, whatever it is, your self-learning, changing your lifestyle, change your actual physical location, everything. There's all those things you have to come out of. So what does that mean? You start making a map out of that. So it's easy for you to say, "Don't do that." Yeah, cool. Let's hope most people don't do that. What do you? How do you help the ten guys that have already done it? They're not going to listen to you. They listen when you've been in and out of it, you know. Yeah. And that's the person I talk to because it's either a person I know that's at the start of that journey. Where listen, you keep going that way, man. You, you could have hell to pay. There's a very high chance. I can share the story, or you're already in that hole where most people turn their back, you know. And that's a unique pocket. And that's something I'm very passionate about. Like when you come into men's mental health, you know, that that's a whole that's a whole different podcast, you know, like where there's very, very little real support for that very really little understanding of it. Yeah, you know, it's very judging. It's very um, you know, I had this conversation the other day with someone, very suppressing of, of male expression. And just know?
1: just on like just to touch on that slightly, just to really you know. Enforce that point that you just made about men's mental health is that the suicide rate is six per day yeah, in it's men ridiculous. versus four per day in women. Six per day. It is a massive number on average.
0: And it's been increasing. And this is the other thing. Yeah.
1: The, on top of that, the look, don't quote me on it. I'm paraphrasing from a conversation I had many months ago But from what I recall to the best of my ability is that the ratio of women's mental health services to men's mental health services is something close to 15 to 1. And so when you look at those numbers and you go, well, more men are committing suicide, but there's more women's services. I'm not saying that women don't need those services. I think that's great that they're, get, that they're able to get it's that needed. help. There. But I think there isn't enough for men. Yeah, and absolutely. I think that as, as a, you know, being able to create a much better society and world that we live in, mm. you know, there's a lot of, it is, it's like a battle of the sexes at the moment out mm. in this world and it's, you know, left and right and men and women and, and somewhere in between. And I, I truly believe that, if men had access to the right help, and we're talking about the right help, I'm not talking about getting prescribed pills. Maybe that's important or it's needed. Maybe it's not. But getting access to the right mentorship, I think is so significantly important for men based on those numbers. And I think that society would perform better. I think we'd be able to you know, conform and assimilate better between both sexes, we'd see less of a divorce rate. We'd see, you know, less single mothers with kids. You'd still you'd see less single dads with kids. Yeah, And it's becoming that way. Well, I'll
0: expand on that. So obviously at the lowest point, this is something you need to do. You need to go get help, right? So I've gone through groups, psycho- psychologists, psychotherapists, Counseling and men's mental. So I went all the whole Everything I was looking for every possible thing The same attitude I have About getting better with the body With performance With the brain With studying It's the same attitude Right And it's very interesting Because You don't get this warm reception To help You still got to go through A very male journey with it You still got to go through the So you're already coming With a problem I'm coming to you with a problem so you have the condescension, you have the, the, you know, put downs, you have the snide remarks and all that kind of stuff. Well, these are the people that you're meant to begin help. I can count on one hand how many people were actually really pivotal key people in that treatment area, so services, you know, and I separate the term services from mentors and, you know, um, religious groups and that sort of stuff because I had far more support in those fields than I ever did in the, in the structured service. Um because it's there, it's it's like a tick box. They're there, they see it's very rare to meet individuals without that jaded view. It's like you're there to get help. A lot of people, yep, they abuse the systems, they don't use those services correctly, they're just there to because they have to. But for I was one of those people, I was very sincere, you know what I mean? I remember the first time I walked into um to see a psychologist and it was like why are you here? I burst into tears. Mm. I didn't know where to start. Yeah and then I started I was, my first thing was like I don't want to hurt people anymore I can relate to that that, well, was, that was my first set of words it was just total authenticity you know what I mean I and love that that was one of the few people that you know um, he was a very pivotal person in change to say you know what this person actually wants to help at this point in time you know And the saddest part is you walked... This is something that spans, you know, five, six years of work to come to a place of peace in yourself. And then the worst part is on the other side of that, you're always carrying that... Not, not, And this isn't in a victimizing way, but it's a matter-of-fact way. It's like you always carry the judgment, you always carry the skepticism, you always carry people using that stuff against you, regardless of what you're doing. So I can sit here, I could help 100 young males not make any similar decisions or mentor them or guide them and that sort of stuff while sitting there under the skepticism and all that sort of stuff, you know, like all you can do is, like I said earlier, you can honor the journey before you. And to do that is by sharing the most valuable information, resources, tools to actually help people out. But what you're saying about the support of that, I think it's something where people need a real wake up course. Like if you want. The attitude there, and I'll say it straight, straight up. It's like the general attitude is, "Oh, men need to be men." And it's like, well, who defines that? Mm. Men can define that. We're allowed to. Apparently, we're not. You're allowed to define what I'm a male. I'm a male. I can define what I am. Do you know what I mean? And then, well, what values are attached to that? Cool. We can have a set of societal values that make a male. Is that clear? This in this day and age? No, it's not. Mm. That's already a problem. So. I think it's one of those things where it's like you can only work person by person, community by community, where it's like if you have a sincere thing where you want collaboration, working homes, working relationships, working fathers, you know, happy, not wanting to kill themselves and that sort of stuff, it has to have, well, what is it? The structure the discipline and the help and support when it's needed there instead of that very playground-type mentality where it's like, eh, yeah, yeah, you know, Picks
1: on <laughs> I think what we're going to do here, Ace, this is because uh, uh, I do want to go more into those topics. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, definitely want to go more into those topics near into the future what we're going to do is we're going to wrap this one up here and for everyone that's listening I'd be definitely looking out for the release date of the next episode that we do with Ace because this is definitely something even for the women that are listening I mean you've got husbands you've got boyfriends partners maybe you see some traits in them currently where they could see improvements maybe you know this is a a podcast that you're listening to that then you can prepare that partner that romantic partner of yours maybe it's a son maybe it's a brother yeah
0: give some options
1: yeah and you know what and have them tune in to the next episode I think this will be a really exciting one a really important one and a really empowering one as well but I I think
0: point of difference too because it's like you know a few you got a few people out there trying to communicate and it's it's hard because people get cancelled really quickly and people shut down like any momentum of guys trying to actually say hey this is what's going on and you know like yeah there are plenty of women in situations where they, they have some pretty hard things at home they don't know how to handle it and you, you got a whole posse of, of a community out there a digital community that's sitting there saying fuck this fuck that do what you want do it like okay that's not going to help yeah not everybody wants to just like have this free for all in the world you know yeah that's a heavy element of, of social media yeah you know? and i'm not going to throw any labels out there There are niches and pockets for many types of groups that have that attitude fuck yeah. you i'm gonna do what i want and go to hell anybody that thinks otherwise yeah, like yeah. This, this is not connection this is not collaboration
1: yeah
0: do you know and what? we need that we need
1: collaboration on both sides yeah. and if
0: it's and if it's fringe groups and fringe ideas that that want to be recognized then equally give recognition to That's things right. that you're opposing that's right. Because you may be opposed, you get your recognition. And, and you Equality, can still
1: build something healthy absolutely. and still be a man. Yeah, you can absolutely. still, you can have both. It's, it, that, that's not an example of, of baking a cake and eating it too. No. That is just baking the cake. Yeah. The eating part comes when, it, when you create a communion between yourself and the person that is also immediately benefiting from your presence. Yeah, absolutely. And, and so I agree with you there. Look, Ace. You know, closing off for the day because we're we're definitely going to be going into this topic even deeper. So again, for those that are listening, uh, you know, I'd be keeping an ear out for when that launch day, the uh, or the launch day, uh, when that episode it's does release and yeah. gets launched. And on the day, uh, yeah, I'm trying to be funny with all the puns. Yeah, that's good. You're right. Um, <laughs> keep you know, keep your eyes on it keep an eye out for the content subscribe notify as well Even if you have
0: questions or, or stuff you want us to cover too like we can get for the next get, episode yeah because yeah. yeah. it'd be something we can add a lot of meat and you know would like it to be transparent authentic and that is less filtering i love know?
1: that I, d- I definitely love that and i i do want to see those emails come through ace before we go into closing comments I want to know at what point in your life you decided to shave your head, yeah, shave your head bald.
0: <laughs> it was just before I turned twenty-one.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, was it was it a, a pinnacle moment for you? What, yeah. What
0: happened? So, <laughs> so anyone who knew me when I had hair, I, I used to always gel my hair, and I was so fussy with it. I'm trying to imagine what yeah, you looked like. No, were no one can imagine it. Yeah. I'm, only I'm people just from trying. school. My school friends know how I was with hair, and they will always like I'd have gelled hair like rock. Yeah. It was yeah, like you yeah, couldn't yeah. move it. And then, yeah. I'm, I was a, sec- a couple of years out of school, and I just had it, and yeah. I, I, I loved Tupac. Like, yeah, he had the bald okay. head, right? And it, it was just such an influence at that point in time. Not just the look; it wasn't the look his black, yeah, I'm not. but I liked his style, like what he spoke about. You yeah, know, not the aggressive stuff. He has a lot of rich, you know, rich thoughts in his lyrics. And it was just like the one hairstyle I hadn't done was shaving my head. I shaved it, and I was like. So, so it wasn't—it
1: wasn't a crisis or anything. Nah, we were just like nah, experimenting. Like, yeah, hey, I it was to one hair store like... I hadn't done yet. I love that. Yeah, okay, I
0: shaved it and yeah, I've had it. Every I've never grown it back.
1: I love it. Yeah. That's I find that so interesting. <laughs> now, Ace, you know how how can people reach out to you if they'd like?
0: Um, yeah, so I've got my handle. So on Instagram, um, Extreme Revolution or Ace Pulu. Um, Facebook, I've got the Extreme Evolution page. Um, that's the two things. If it's anything to do with personal training coaching, I'm at UFC and Gregory Hills, but I'm also, you know, remotely available as well online. So, Fantastic. pretty straightforward. I like, you know, helping where I can serve, definitely.
1: And guys, if you're wanting to get in touch with Ace uh, via email. Uh, well, by any other means, you can always send an email to support at launchday.au. Again, that is support at launchday.au. Reach out there. I'm more than sure that he'd be happy to, if you don't want it to be discussed on the on the next podcast episode, yeah, that Ace and I do, we, yeah. can, we can reply to your email. I'll forward it on to him. He can reply as well. If you have questions for us, you want to be on the show, Definitely reach out. It's that same email, support at launchday.au. We really honestly, and I have to say this, in the last, I'd say the last 40 days, I have had such significant results in terms of the reach that we've been able to get through this podcast, the amount of downloads that we've had on the podcast. I have been absolutely blown away, even more so now knowing that the average podcast that starts usually gets around 30 to 40 downloads a month for the first six months we have superseded that tenfold and beyond and I couldn't be any more happier and excited to be able to say that I am thoroughly enjoying what we're doing here and I wouldn't be doing it, thank you Ace I wouldn't be doing it if I didn't have the amount of reach that I've been getting for those that are listening, this is a call out to you I truly appreciate you. Thank you so much for tuning in. It makes a world of difference in my ability to share the knowledge and resources that I have, as well as finding people like Ace to come on the show to also discuss things about knowledge, have different opinions, and for you to be able to draw your own conclusions and what is shared is in how that applies to your life, and it wouldn't be able to be achieved without you listening. So, guys, thank you so much for listening. Ace, thank you so much thank for coming you. along,
0: man. Thanks for having man. Yeah, and,
1: and I'm I'm looking forward yeah, to our definitely. next episode, man. Next couple yeah, of weeks, a I think we'll kill subject, it. subject, I think. <laughs> uh, yeah, pun intended. Yeah, <laughs> right, I love it. Guys, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Launch Day Podcast, and we'll see you again so next week.
0: Down, down, down